Howdy. This is Too Busy for Crypto. This podcast is for fans of cryptocurrency who want to increase their financial literacy and cryptocurrency literacy. This is not financial advice. I am not an expert. I am an enthusiast. This podcast is for education. This episode is titled Staking Psychology. This topic is about delayed gratification, which I will discuss in terms of people who stake hex in order to mine hex. Each topic will tie into the psychology of stakers in terms such as the perceptions, analysis, and mind frames that are common. An outline of topics for this episode. Delayed gratification. Investing. Seeing hex staking as a time deposit. Searching for yield. Why hex stakers want T-shares. Reward perception. Risk perception. Risk versus reward perception. How stakers view adoption. Hex stakers are not the same. Let's begin. Delayed gratification is an important concept for many life pursuits. It is important for investing rather than speculating or gambling. It is important for cryptocurrency because if you can't hold through 99% dips, then you don't have a chance to win. Dips are part of the game. Volatility is the trade-off for being the highest appreciating asset class in history. If you are drawn to cryptocurrencies other than HEX, that is your choice. For those that choose HEX, and those fewer who choose to stake it, a special psychology is required, and an even more special psychology can develop. Looking at hexagons from a distance, one might be seeing a wide variety of psychologies. Looking at HEX and hexagons from the point of view of a committed staker, one sees things in a fairly straightforward manner. The topic of delayed gratification is often introduced with the concept of two marshmallows. The term refers to an experiment. I will quote the Wikipedia page. Quote, The Stanford Marshmallow Experiment was a study on delayed gratification in 1972 led by psychologist Walter Mischel, a professor at Stanford University. In this study, a child was offered a choice between one small but immediate reward or two small rewards if they waited for a period of time. During this time, the researcher left the child in a room with a single marshmallow for about 15 minutes and then returned. If the child did not eat the marshmallow, the reward was either another marshmallow or a pretzel stick depending on the child's preference. In follow-up studies, the researchers found that children who were able to wait longer for the preferred rewards tended to have better life outcomes. End quote. Upon being faced with the story of this experiment, it is easy for many of us to see the underlying truth of the story in our everyday lives. Simply look at everyone around you and compare who has a personality that is impulsive versus who is deliberate. Who has their life put together? Who is living one emergency to the next? Who is worried about the future? Who is skipping blissfully through life? Who is looking for a backup plan? 
The ability to delay gratification is not a single component in life success, but it is an indicator of personality, deductive reasoning, and the desire to learn how to get more consistently. It is not easy to delay gratification if one's basic needs are lacking or if one is stressed or rushed. Whatever one's life circumstance, delayed gratification often requires a moment of calm or clarity to consider a goal and how to send some energy toward that goal. Investing Investing itself is a form of delayed gratification. For a retirement account, investing is devoting money to retirement to let it accumulate so it can be spent when one's working years are fading. For passive income, investing is devoting an upfront cost in order to secure a stream of payments. Those payments could be interest or rent or dividends. When comparing the terms investing versus speculation versus gambling, default odds are key. An investor expects the odds to be on his side, speculators have no advantage or disadvantage, and gamblers operate at a disadvantage. Investors expect returns, speculators flip a coin, and gamblers expect the house to win most of the time. Most people who are active in the world of cryptocurrency are speculators and gamblers. Most of the ecosystem is fake crypto, not real crypto. There is an entire industry that is focused on confusing people to not hold their own crypto, to trade between coins constantly trying to catch a pump, and to treat all coins as indistinguishable hot potatoes. These are signs of fake crypto. This industry is the scam industrial complex. Here is a generalized list of players in the scam industrial complex. Influencers that only talk about coins they are paid to talk about. Influencers that always talk about the next coin or next platform. Trading platforms that pay influencers to talk about coins and platforms. Centralized exchanges and NFT platforms are trading platforms. Most NFT creators and meme coin creators. All mainstream news channels and websites, especially business news. Hedge funds who put public figures on TV. Hedge funds that pay news channels to run stories. Anyone selling you a promise rather than ownership. Anyone shilling an unfinished project rather than a finished product. There are probably more categories. This sort of thing exists wherever there is money floating around. Timeshare presentations are a classic example of high-pressure selling, and this sort of behavior naturally finds its way to crypto. All of these aspects of the scam industrial complex are fake crypto. Seeing Hex as a Time Deposit the cryptocurrency hex was designed so that those who use the mechanism for delayed gratification get a reward of more hex in the end. It is similar to the marshmallow story, except that a hex holder must lock away the marshmallows in their hand in order to receive more marshmallows later. 
in some sense, it requires more will, because staking hex begins with having it in your possession. It is harder to release something when it is in your hand. This is a retail sales trick in reverse. In retail sales, if you put a product into someone's hand, they are more likely to buy. With staking, you must buy the hex to get it in your wallet address, and then staking sends hex to the void of a null address in return for T-shares. To someone that is not a hex staker, this may seem strange or crazy. It should. It takes time and effort to figure out why this works. The use of a null address is part of double-entry accounting. Blockchain accounting requires a destination address when the hex principal is staked from a wallet, and a source address when the principal and yield is minted into a wallet. It is no different than how a bank creates and destroys money using double-entry accounting when it opens or closes loans. Hex staking has been compared to a Certificate of Deposit, or a CD. A person with a bank account can lock up their money in a CD for usually a year or more and get a few percent interest in return. $1,000 with 3% interest for one year would result in getting $30 of profit and receiving the $1,000 principal after one year. This idea is called a time deposit. The holder of cash, or hex, can monetize time by locking money up for some period of time. In hex, a staker can choose any number of days from one day to 15.2 years. Most educated hex stakers will not stake for less than two or three years, and they will try to acquire at least one T-share. Many educated hex stakers believe that a 15-year stake has the potential to vastly outperform any other asset in existence. Someone who does not understand the idea of time deposits or monetizing time is missing a step necessary to understanding hex staking. For example, a trader mentality means someone is trained to buy and sell things rapidly for a quick, short-term gain. Even if a trader understands time deposits, the trading mentality may be so hard to shake that delayed gratification is not an option in any form. Searching for Yield A hex staker is someone who has been in search of dependable yield and a dependable store of value. Cryptocurrency mining accomplishes this by using an upfront investment to generate ongoing yield. Bitcoin mining has not been accessible to regular small-money people for a long time, due to hardware and electricity requirements. Ethereum mining requires a high minimum investment of 32 ETH. Pulse chain mining requires a low minimum investment of 32 million pulse, but that could become very expensive like Ethereum someday. Hex can be mined by staking any amount of hex. There is no minimum. Hex stakers see no minimum as a competitive advantage. If hex price goes up or the T-share rate goes up, a staker never loses fair access to yield. 
Bitcoin, Ethereum, and PulseChain are network protocols. The token being mined is the native token. Networks are not immutable, because they can be updated. Something that is not immutable is less secure as a store of value than something that is immutable, because bugs can be introduced. Hex is an immutable smart contract. Hex stakers see immutability as a competitive advantage. A store of value should be secure and should be resistant to price inflation, with respect specifically to fiat currencies like the dollar. I buy groceries and pay rent with dollars, so that is the inflation that I am most concerned with protecting against. The long-term goal of real cryptocurrency is to become an undeniable alternative to trash currencies that can be printed to infinity by banks. Until then, crypto participants will be operating in two systems, fiat and crypto. Hex stakers are content to let their T-shares mine Hex until it is worth something, and to keep using fiat in day-to-day -day life until then. Whether we mine Hex or any other cryptocurrency, we cannot possibly know what future price we might get in dollar terms for units of crypto. What we know, for a fact, is that the dollar will always decrease in value, so there will always be the upward price pressure on any dollar-denominated asset that has product market fit. The product market fit for HEX is rooted in being an immutable store of value that monetizes time for people who want to mitigate fiat depreciation. Part of the yield that hex stakers see is derived from the potential for hex price to increase due to dollar value decay. A person who is inclined to stake hex in order to mine more hex probably has a deep belief in the worthlessness of fiat currency. Beyond that, the hex staker probably believes that cryptocurrency is the blueprint for money in the future. For now, a hex staker sees mining hex as both a premier store of value and of generating yield. Why hex stakers want t-shares? A person new to staking hex can understand the relationship of a smart contract to the network it runs on. A new staker can understand fiat depreciation. Understanding the mechanics of the t-share system and hex mining take more time. Most hexagons make a first stake before fully understanding the system. It takes time to watch the system work, to get used to seeing the data that is available, and to think about how that applies to one's own stake. A person may be more likely to focus on how and why something works if he is invested in it. One thing that a hex staker will notice is the idea of UTC00 cha-ching cha-ching. Stakes are represented by T-shares. T-shares are receipts on the blockchain. T-shares accrue claims to their share of the total daily system payout of hex inflation. UTC midnight occurs roughly when midnight hits London. Hex systemic daily inflation is calculated and split among all shares at UTC midnight. A hex staker notices 
and gets excited that he effectively gets a payout every day at UTC00. The electricity can go off. The internet can go off. The network can delay. But as soon as things are running again, all those claims are calculated, and nothing is missed. No one can stop it. The code is immutable and has run flawlessly since launch. Stakers go to sleep knowing UTC00 cha-ching cha-ching. Hex stakers know that their objective is to get T-shares. Stakers know that T-shares can only get more expensive in Hex terms. Locking in a T-share now is securing a growing share of payouts going into the future as the T-share supply decreases. As stakes end, the T-share rate increases to ensure that new stakers have the same fair access to new T-shares that old stakers have to get new T-shares. This is part of the concept of time in the system, not timing the system. Hex stakers see this as a way to enforce fairness of pricing for new people entering the system, as well as fairness of opportunity for future gains. Another part of time in the system that stakers perceive is simulated compounding interest is as good as or better than actual compounding interest. True compounding interest requires reinvestment of dividends or interest. The simulation of compound interest is based on the relationship of 1. the increasing share rate to 2. decreasing share supply to 3. increasing hex payouts per share. Hex stakers see this as a simple and elegant relationship where others may be scratching their heads. Simulating compound interest was developed to reduce network computation and it has the added benefit of eliminating daily reinvestment transactions. A staker pays network fees to start and end stakes. The end stake fee can be much larger depending on the network load. This fee aggregates all the daily payout calculations into one final calculation and transaction. Hex stakers appreciate this simplicity and efficiency, whereas those who do not understand the system may find this to be odd or unnecessary or convoluted. No one enjoys high fees. High end stake fees are part of the Ethereum network and may have been instituted to suppress Hex usage. In response, the founder of Hex, Richard Hart, spent two years creating a new network called PulseChain. PulseChain was the first full history, full system state fork of Ethereum, and the Ethereum code was improved to be faster and have lower end stake fees. Hex stakers appreciate that they have the option to pay either tens of dollars on the older network or pay pennies on the newer network to end a stake. An experienced staker is more likely to stake more hex in fewer stakes for longer periods of time. Many stakers will say that they will not stake less than one T-share of hex and they will not stake for less than two or three years. 
In the beginning of Hex, many users did not understand the power of the T-share or that network fees could go from pennies to hundreds of dollars, so there was a culture of short-term and small stakes. Many long-term stakers don't think that the yield on small or short-term stakes is worth the opportunity cost. Reward Perception There are times when it is accurate to say that annualized percent yield, APY, is higher than 40% on hex stakes. That APY is based on stakes of at least 10-year duration when 9.2% or less of all hex supply on any one chain is staked. A staker who can lock in around 40% APY in hex terms for a period of 15 years is excited by the idea that if those hex coins are worth the same or more in 15 years, then the yield will vastly exceed any conventional investment. If a system produces consistent compound interest, then 10 years of 40% APY is 29x gains and 15 years of 40% APY is 155x gains. Hex stakers know that the stated APY upon starting a stake is based on simple interest, not compound interest. Simple interest would be 3x for 10 years or 5x for 15 years. Simple interest could still outperform most conventional investments. Stakers are excited about the prospect of compound interest because of the rising T-share rate, the falling T-share supply, and the rising payouts per share. If hex payouts per share increase over time, then compound interest will be simulated to some extent. Stakers who have watched the system and studied the data can see that the payouts go up over time. It is just unknown how they might rise or accelerate in the future. Hex stakers know that these numbers are in hex terms, not dollar terms. No staker knows what the dollar value of hex will be tomorrow or in years. No one knows if the dollar will collapse entirely in the next 15 years. Part of psychology for all crypto, not just HEX, is to always think of things in ratios and to not always have the dollar as one side of a ratio. HEX stakers sometimes think of HEX to USD or HEX to USDC, but they also think HEX to ETH. Hex to PLS, Hex to PLSX, ETH to PLS, and so on. Risk Perception When it comes to risk, many stakers understand different risk psychologies, whether they can explain it clearly or not. We often hear the terms risk-averse or risk-tolerant and think that is all there is. I think those are two of four types of risk psychology. There is risk-seeking, risk-averse, risk-tolerant, and risk-fragile. Not everyone who stakes hex is risk-tolerant. Usually, anyone who does an early end stake and accepts massive penalties is risk-fragile. 
Occasionally, there are risk-seeking people who early end stake and accept penalties so they can do something risky now rather than waiting. Risk-fragile people are people who did not know what they signed up for, who did not research, who did not think it through, and who miscalculated their own risk tolerance or fragility. Wise hex stakers know to their core that there can be no expectations of the work of others in the hex system. Stakers cannot expect anything from other market participants or the inactive origin address or the founder or influencers or third-party developers. Wise people know that no one can predict future price. Wise stakers might hope the price will be the same or higher when they end stake, but anything can happen. A wise hex staker is risk-seeking in the sense that they are early adopters to crypto. And they are a tiny minority within crypto that will lock up their coins for years. A wise hex staker is risk-tolerant in the sense that they will not put money into crypto that they might need for anything else, and they have no reason to care what the current hex price is for any staked hex, because they can't sell early without penalties. If the whole point is to enforce the hold in a buy-and-hold strategy, then watching the price in the interim is pointless. Wise hex stakers are risk-averse in the sense that they know that staking removes their emotional impulses to sell assets out of fear. Many people who buy high and sell low are buying due to FOMO and selling due to fear. Removing the ability to sell out of fear is itself an asset to the hex staker, who sees fear as a risk to avoid. Hex stakers are risk-averse to fiat currency depreciation, which is part of what gave them the risk-seeking mentality to try crypto. After a while of using crypto and having active stakes, the staker starts to see crypto as the risk-averse option to keeping dollars in a bank where they rot away from inflation. Crypto is crypto, dollars are dollars, they are two different systems. Risk versus Reward Perception The HEX system has a fixed annual inflation rate of 3.69% that is applied on a daily basis. HEX stakers see this as a lower inflation rate than any fiat currency. This inflation rate is a trade-off for the ability to sell at any time. Hex stakers find this more than acceptable because they can dramatically reverse the hex inflation into hex yield by staking and mining. It is an okay thing that becomes a great thing. Those that hold all their hex liquid and do not stake are seen as uncommitted hexagons who prefer never losing the option to sell. However, Staked hexagons can appreciate that unstaked hex holders are indirectly their source of yield because there is less competition for T-shares. Most of the unstaked hex sits in inactive addresses, 
which for now provides a ceiling on T-share competition and a floor on potential yield. Staked hexagons love these things. Hex stakers see hex and some other crypto assets as having dramatic, asymmetric risk and reward. A staker who puts $1,000 into a hex stake sees the outcome as either losing 1x, which is the entire amount, or making 5x, which is like simple interest for 15 years, or making 155x, which is like 15 years of compound interest. The idea that a staker can risk 1x of hex to potentially make 5 to 150x more hex is the asymmetric risk and reward seen by a staker. That assumes hex is the same price at the beginning and end. If the hex price goes up 100x in dollar price, then that ratio can be 1x loss versus 15,000x gain in dollars. If the hex price in dollars goes up 10,000x, that can be 1x loss versus 1.5 million x gain. The perception of this dramatic asymmetric risk and reward profile is partly to do with staking and partly to do with price. Many hex holders choose to stake to make themselves give themselves more time for price to go up and amplify gains in hex price with more units of hex yield. How Stakers View Adoption Hex was designed for staking, but normal human psychology prevents most people from holding anything for a long period of time, let alone locking it up so they can't get it out. As long as this standard human trend remains in effect in the Hex ecosystem, then a minority of Hex holders will be stakers. The hex price can probably go up higher and stay up higher if more people stake. If less people stake, then those that do stake will be able to receive higher yield due to receiving a larger share of the daily inflation rewards. On one hand, stakers want others to stake in order to drive up the hex price and keep it high. But on the other hand, stakers like that being a minority means receiving more yield. Stakers know that if they tell someone about hex, they are potentially giving up some yield for that person to be a part of the system. Hex stakers recognize the indirect and simultaneous upsides and downsides of others' actions in the system. Hex stakers like the idea that hex price in dollars will be more in the future when their stakes end. This is balanced against a desire to have a low hex price in dollars today in order to get more T-shares. A hex staker sees a dip in price as an opportunity. When the price is going up, anyone can feel fear of missing out but the staker really locks into focus when the price is dropping. A staker knows about the strategy of dollar cost averaging and the power of the DCA strategy to lower total cost basis for any asset.
Hex stakers are not the same. Those who stake Hex are not part of a monolith or a hive mind. Every person has a unique perspective, unique strengths and weaknesses, and unique reactions to every situation. When I speak about Hex stakers, I am combining my personal perspective with perspectives of others that I have heard. We are not a controlled mass. We are a loose assembly of contrarian thinkers who have been trying to find a special thing, and we think we finally found it in Hex. Hex exposes the rot and corruption of the legacy financial system by offering a working solution. It is up to individuals to see the potential solution and to make choices to implement the system and educate others about its existence. We, the users of real cryptocurrency, all hope we can profit from cryptocurrency. However, we wish we did not need cryptocurrency. We wish things were fine, and that we could store value, and that our fiat currency is money. Things are not fine and our fiat currency is dying. We, the stakers of HEX, hope that we can profit from mining HEX, but more than that, we hope people can see HEX for what it is and what it can become. It is potentially a tool to defang the central banking cartels, to reduce war, and to improve economies and human rights. The hopes are lofty, but the hope ultimately is that people can discover what is good for them and they can choose to do good things that are a little difficult. Hex stakers have a lofty and hopeful mindset. When we found out Hex existed, we tried it and we saw it working. The code does what it is designed to do. The security, reliability, and immutability of this finished product makes the future more hopeful. The power of hex staking is that more delayed gratification leads to more monetization of time. A staker buys back his time. A staker sends value to his future self. Stakers would rather monetize their time and have it paid back to themselves later instead of working for a wage and losing both the wage and the time right now. Stakers are hopeful that people will catch on, that the system will continue to prove itself, and that the results will be undeniable. A common theme in dedicated hex stakers is the attitude known as stake and chill. Anyone who pays attention to the news and social media side of crypto is likely to see a circus of short attention span clowns running from one distraction to the next. Stakers have no need to pay attention to drama or fads. Stakers do their own research. They study the system. They develop a plan. They execute the plan. Then they can sit back and let time play out. A staker knows his stakes are generating yield every day. He believes he will get paid in the future for time in the system and he believes that being in the system now means that his time now is his again. There is no need to waste time searching for the next thing. Stakers have found the thing that they are looking for. 
A choice develops. Steak and chill or steak and get to work doing whatever you really want to do. Stakers own their time, and as a result, they develop an abundance mindset. Abundance stems from the idea that everyone can own their own time. The competition for rewards is drowned out by the mutual benefits. An abundance mindset makes it easier for a person to want to help others. People benefit others best when their own house is in order. Seeing after a family, then friends, then community, then the world is the logical progression. This is not to say that buying Hex and staking it automatically fixes anything. I am saying that stakers find themselves on a path to helping themselves and others once they have discovered an abundance mindset. It can be hard to find this mindset when every day is about waking up, getting the kids somewhere, going to work, getting paid, running errands, coming home, getting dinner, taking a breath, and going to sleep. Most people are too busy for any extra nonsense, and that includes crypto. To summarize, the psychology of staking Hex is a journey from searching for a long-term source of passive income to developing a mindset of calm and abundance. Stakers go on this journey and develop a new mindset before they have been in the system long enough to see profits. Stakers realize that Hex is not just a financial tool, it is a personal development tool. This episode has been Staking Psychology. I hope my discussion helps you to better understand or articulate some of these ideas. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day.